The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the first chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and without him not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light, so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world came into being through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, and his own people did not accept him. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God, who were born, not of blood or of the will of the flesh or of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and lived among us, and we have seen his glory, the glory as of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. I love this version of the Christmas story. Now, don't get me wrong. I love the angels and the shepherds and all the pieces that come together in Luke's gospel that make Bethlehem come to life. Mary and Joseph searching for a place to stay, the shepherds in the field, the angels singing the good news, the Savior, a child born in a stable. It's a familiar and comfortable story that gives me that warm, fuzzy feeling when I picture the little Lord Jesus who lays down his sweet head in a manger and doesn't cry at all, even when woken up by the lowing cattle. It's gentle. It's peaceful. It's quiet. It's a picture for the front of Christmas cards. But that was last night, Christmas Eve. And this is Christmas morning, when John's gospel takes us light speed back all the way to the beginning, where things began. Not the census ordered by Emperor Augustus or even the, the angel Gabriel's visit to Mary, but the beginning, the very beginning, when there was the word, the word that was with God. No angels, no shepherds, no stable, no baby. Just the word that was with God. Just the word that was God, that called the world into being one day at a time and brought order, structure, and logic to all of creation. John's Gospel, written in Greek, calls this the Logos, and it has existed from the very beginning. And this is why I love this Christmas story. If last night was getting up close and personal with baby Jesus, today is getting an intimate look at what it means to spend quality time with Jesus who is God, who 
who is bigger than we can possibly imagine. This Christmas story begs us to ponder the mystery of the Incarnation, the image of God that is too broad to fit on the front of a card, the cosmic implications of a God-made flesh. And this year, I find myself longing for this bigger-than-ever version of the Christmas story because I'm a bit weary of the up-close and personal moments. We've spent most of the year in our homes, only seeing people in our bubbles, restricting our travel and activities to the most essential of tasks. I desperately need reminding that the word, the logos, is the thing that makes the rest of my world make sense. Because this year, in addition to living through a global pandemic, I became a mother. I gave birth to Harrison 10 months ago, and even though he arrived earlier than we expected, his birth was mostly a peaceful experience. Joe and I spent the first few days in the hospital alone, ordering food from the kitchen on demand, marveling at the tiny new human in our midst, feeling grateful for the advice and care we received from the staff. They showed us how to swaddle him, how to comfort him when he was upset, how to feed him. It was pretty great. And then we went home. And suddenly we looked at one another and said, what have we done? Because although bringing a child into the world is not always a peaceful experience, I'm going to go ahead and say that bringing a child home is always guaranteed chaos. It's chaos that involves 24-7 attentiveness to making sure that you keep your child alive, which also means keeping yourself alive as you struggle to operate with the least amount of sleep you've ever gotten, where every moment is rife with a decision to make that you soon realize you will always make incorrectly. It is a mystery to me how we managed to actually keep our son alive. How I am now a mom to a wiggly, active, 10-month-old kid who is chewing on everything and loves nothing more than playing with the dog's water bowl. But babies are like that. They cannot be ignored. They demand attention. John's Gospel reminds us that the incarnation of God demands our attention as well. And we can't remain attentive just to baby Jesus, but must stay attuned to the Word. This is a mystery, not to solve, but to ponder. Today, we celebrate that the peaceful intimacy of the Word made flesh at Christmas has cosmic implications. The birth of Jesus signals a new beginning, another creation story that bestows new life to each one of us, new life for the whole world. It is a creation story full of grace and truth. So the question isn't so much, what have we done? As it is, what are we going to do? People of God, rejoice! As we'll sing in just a few moments, rejoice with heart and soul and voice. Christmas lasts for 12 days, but the story of God's involvement in our lives doesn't end there. 
We need to be as attentive as ever to the word among us, the light shining in the darkness. Because now, as then, there are people who don't know him. That sometimes we act like we don't know him. That we would rather choose darkness over light, despair over hope, fear over faith. That we would prefer to call the babysitter so we could step out for a few blessed moments of peace and quiet instead of dealing with the mysterious bundle of chaos right in front of us. It's tempting to want to stay in the idyllic Christmas story, freeze Mary and Joseph and baby Jesus in the stable forever. But our world is not frozen. It is dynamic. After Jesus's birth in the stable, Mary and Joseph flee to Egypt as refugees before returning to Nazareth, where their little boy grows into a man who heals the sick, feeds the hungry, seeks justice for the oppressed, and saves all people through his death. God calls us to leave the peaceful intimacy of the stable, the comfort and security of the hospital birthing suite, to embrace the chaos of our world today that seems to have more problems than we can even imagine. The list of tragedies that occurred just in 2020 alone is too long to mention. But this version of the Christmas story reminds me that the word, the logos, is even bigger than that list. Because God spoke creation into being at the very beginning and makes in each of us a new creation so that we can also, as God's children, bring the order, structure, and logic of the word to the world. We can declare that all people's lives have value, that the earth is worth protecting. We can care for the sick, feed the hungry, seek justice for the oppressed, and proclaim the good news. We can trust in the mystery of the incarnation, the word made flesh. We can stay attentive to Christ in our midst. Christmas may feel smaller this year. You may be missing your family and friends, missing coming to church for worship, missing the regular rhythms of the holiday. I'm missing all those things too. But today, I pray that whatever version of the Christmas story you like best, in the midst of the smallness and closeness of a pandemic Christmas, that you can also embrace our God who is bigger than we can imagine. The word, the logos that has been present since the very beginning, that became flesh and dwells among us in our hearts and our homes and lives, that calls us all to rejoice and proclaim the good news. Merry Christmas. Amen.